Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Ambody, getting into a little bit of uh, the SMU beatdown of North Texas over the weekend. Going to talk a little bit about Jaden Jones, the new 2021 defensive end commitment for SMU. And then we'll also... uh, Kind of look ahead to what SMU needs to take care of heading into the SFA game this weekend, which is the home opener uh, for the Mustangs. So I want to jump in with, I think, the things that stood out to me the most from the North Texas game. And number one, I mean, you've got to give Ulysses Bentley a ton of credit for his performance. One of the best single game rushing rushing performances in SMU history, over 200 yards on the ground, uh, three touchdowns for him, and really breaking out and showing what I think over the last year or so, if you've been on Pony Stampede, we've talked a lot about, which is just how explosive Ulysses Bentley is, what he brings to the table uh, from the big play perspective. You saw it on his last touchdown run, the 84-yarder. You got a glimpse of it against Texas State on his second touchdown run where he just put on the brake, stopped on a dime, and you know it was a shorter touchdown run. But that shiftiness, that explosiveness – that's always been there for him. And now the light's kind of coming on for him. And we talked about it on the board, how he missed some time in fall camp, you know, due to some things with contact tracing and things like that with SMU. Uh, and and I think that's what kind of held him back from having as big of a game as he would have liked in week one. And fast forward to the 65-35 win for SMU over North Texas, and he's the star. And he's made a name for himself right off the bat. And now he gets a chance to build off of that, I think. And in the in the SFA game this coming weekend, you're going to want to see that same consistency, that that uh, don't let your foot off the gas. And that's the thing they've been working on him the most with. And, and Sonny Dykes talked about it on his uh, media availability this week, is just how they've been able to bring out that in him. And I think it started with him getting into the weight room and putting on weight. He looks – I mean, he was – always kind of cut up last year uh, just as a true freshman but this year you can tell he took his his weight room seriously he really got after it uh, he's much stronger in the lower body it's how he's able to finish runs uh, but this is the Ulysses Bentley that they thought they were getting uh, when they signed him out of CE King where he played quarterback he's a triple option quarterback I saw him play I actually went and saw him the in, in a game where he broke it he ended up breaking his arm uh, I believe or, or um, uh, some serious kind of wrist uh, injury and and he was out for a, a couple weeks I believe and so anyway he uh, was able to uh, bounce back and and uh, finish his senior season strong and he's got that elite speed he's been one of the fastest players on the team since he got to campus and now uh, you're seeing him really put it all together where he's uh, he's making explosive plays and that's what SMU needs out of him he's going to change the way this offense is going to be able to operate because teams are going to have to respect him and TJ McDaniel provides a, a, a little bit of a boost there as well. Uh, he's not that explosive, uh, you know, elite speed type of guy, but 
TJ McDaniels continuing to do good things. Tyler Levine, I think, is going to get more comfortable now that he's back in the fold. And so SMU's running running game does have some options, but if Ulysses Bentley keeps up this consistency, there's no doubt he's going to end up being the hot hand type of guy. But I'll say this, and we mentioned it last week on the pod, is when you have TJ McDaniel as a starter and he comes in and he gives you you know, some tough running and, and some yards and, and picking up first downs, and then you hit him with Ulysses Bentley late in the first quarter or early in the second, that just kind of really can take, uh, you know, knock a defense down a peg when you get somebody with fresh legs like Ulysses Bentley into the game. And so I think that's kind of the way they would like to use them moving forward. But like I said, if Ulysses Bentley continues this this trend uh, or the, this play, this performance level, he's going to be the one who's ending up with the lion's share of the carries uh, without a doubt. And, and he should um, if he keeps this up, that's for sure. Another thing, Danny Gray, uh, Reggie Robertson, big games uh, for SMU. Danny Gray really, on that touchdown catch for him, I mean, that was that was pretty next level. And and to watch him catch that and be kind of like cornered with three North Texas defenders kind of in a triangle and to see him break away and then to continue to break away and not get caught and things like that, that just shows you the speed he's got. Uh, and he's just getting comfortable as well. So overall, you can't. Uh, be upset too much, I think, with the SMU passing game or, or the offense in general against North Texas. I think um, somebody brought it up on the board and asked if you know everything's all right with Shane Bouchelle. He missed a couple, you know, routine throws, and I think the wind did play a factor in that one a little bit. Uh, but you know, this is a this is a unit that hasn't seen much live reps uh, since last fall, and so now you're going to continue to see them get more comfortable. And, and this uh, upcoming game against Stephen F. Austin is a chance for them to kind of, you know, I think put the exclamation on their final confidence boosting and, and their prep for conference play so that they can be clicking on all cylinders going into the Memphis game, which they'll have to be right away, and then see how things go in conference play. Defensively for SMU, I mean, the first half, you couldn't have had a, a much better performance uh, from them. Uh, that was uh, just what the doctor ordered, I think, after the rough start to the Texas State game and then you get into the back you know that you get into the second half of it and it's obviously not what they wanted and look I think there are areas that then that they can now take and look at and say all right guys this is not that's not up to you know the standard we want it to be we've got to be better and here's why and here's where they are at Um, but at the end of the day you know that was a game where SMU was scoring on you know, pretty much every single possession, it seemed like North Texas probably got more possessions than, you know, people realize. And that that can kind of that can kind of change things and changes uh, the way that um, the total yardage and, and all those things. I mean, I remember and not to compare it to this, but LSU last year against Ole Miss, they they just scored at will. And and then in the second half, Ole Miss really really turned it up and just was scoring and scoring and scoring. And in part, that's because of how many possessions they were getting. You know, LSU couldn't stop them to begin with on the ground. But when you give it to, when you score as much as SMU did, 65 points, I mean, my goodness, uh, 55 of which came in the first three quarters, teams are going to get more opportunities. And then from there, SMU played a lot of the younger players, wanted to get some guys some uh, extended looks. 
But at the end of the day, you know, 500 yards is, is not at all what they were going for. But in the first half, when the game was actually, quote unquote, in doubt, you know, 34 to 7 at the half isn't necessarily in doubt, but there's plenty of time on the back end of it. You know, they did a really good job of you know stopping North Texas and, and making sure they didn't uh, have much of anything to go off of. I mean, I'm looking down the drive sheet uh, from from the uh, from the first uh, first half, and it's it's uh, three and out, three and out. Then their 13 play drive that ended with an interception by Brandon Stevens, three and out four and out, so to speak. So they got a first down and then and then punted. And then their touchdown drive when they were down 24 to 7. And then three and out, three and out, and then the end of the half. So that's kind of, I would say that that's pretty good. that Against a team that does have offensive talent, uh, you know, going up against Houston Baptist their first week, I mean, isn't comparable to going up against SMU. But that whole... Um, I mean, just just the performance you know from SMU, I think, was a little surprising for me even in the first uh, half. Like I, I I was I I thought it would be a little bit more of a dogfight, but you know, shout out to the defense for being ready to go. I mean, that's that's what you wanted, and and uh, it's encouraging. I think when that first unit has a has a, a half like that, and then you know, credit to Seth Luttrell for going to uh, Austin Own, and uh, he had a good second half in a way, you know, 13 to 25, 276 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Um, but overall, I mean, SMU did a pretty good job on uh, this North Texas team. I mean, when it, whenever you force a team to go to their backup quarterback, that's, you know, that that's it's telling. So I, I think you got what you wanted to see out of SMU's defense for the most part. They still need to put more qu- pressure on the quarterback only two quarterback hurries uh, on the day and and one sack. So they're not at all where they're at last year. I think this year's defense is a little bit more about, I think, containing uh, in a way. I mean, it, it it they've added more speed to the to the team. I think there's no doubt about that uh, with all of the guys they have out there playing. But so having three down linemen is not a recipe for getting sacks. It really isn't. Uh, and so you've got to create pressure with blitzes, and uh, they've got to they've they've got to get after the quarterback more. I mean, there there's no question about that. But the the way they played in that first half, four of nine, twenty nine yards passing. I mean, that's just not going to get it done when it uh, when it comes to uh, you know Jason Jason Bean, um, you know for him, and that that's on SMU's defense for being able to put that together and 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 you know get stops and force him to run. And, uh, that was another thing, you know, they, you know, they forced him to run when things kind of shut down and, and that's not, you know, that's not a positive, uh, for them with the way SMU is tackling and wrapping up and keeping the gains to, I would say a, a minimum. So overall, I think SMU's defense, uh, stepped up in the first half. You know, I mean, if the game would have been in doubt, you know, who knows how it plays out or whatever, uh, SMU's defense is probably really bad if it's in doubt, but sometimes you lose your focus. But it was nice at the end of the game to see them get that stop uh, at the goal line and and uh, you know keep them out of the end zone and and uh, just kind of put an exclamation point on uh, the the game for for SMU there with that. And even though the second half wasn't ideal, twenty eight points in the second half, not what you want. Um, you know, it, it just 
SMU was the thing about the thing about that second half too <clears throat> is SMU, you know, went for it on their opening drive, and that kind of gave North Texas a boost. And Sonny Dykes kind of commented on on that, and then it went touchdown, 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 and then SMU finally gets a stop on a three and out, and then touchdown, 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 and then punt, field goal, downs, uh, and the game game's over. So. It was, uh, you look at SMU's drives in the second half, and they did a really good job for the most part of like of eating clock, I would say, as much as SMU's offense tends to do that. Uh, they had a, their first touchdown drive in the second half, 109 off the clock, and then it was 302, 447, 150, uh, and then they took 309 off the clock when they ended up punting, um, and then that that's when they... Uh, 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 fumbled and SMU got the ball and then they they kicked the field goal and they they took two ten off the clock on that field goal uh, which is pretty impressive uh, when you think about it uh, to get that you know that that amount of time off the clock the game was pretty much over at that at that point um, you know sixty two thirty five still um, but you know it, the second half was much more of a possession filled uh, half you know drives were taking a while and things like that. And in the first half, it was big plays and uh, a lot of that. So anyway, uh, you, you're going to want more consistency out of your defense as you get to conference play. But um, overall, I mean, 34-7 at the half, you know, they didn't let North Texas up off the mat, really. Game never got close. Uh, and then credit to Chris Nagar again for once again having a huge game, co-special teams player of the week in AAC. So uh, congrats to him for a strong start to his SMU career. Uh, and Matt uh, Frangi, uh, punting for SMU, they didn't do much of it at all, uh, but uh, he's uh, also kind of been a, a, a bright spot there uh, to an extent for, for SMU. So, um, look, not too much else to say about that one. I mean, everybody seems healthy. Everybody seems good to go. Uh, a couple of nicks and bruises, but overall, SMU gets another win over North Texas. And, and in, a, in a game where SMU has not necessarily always played well in Denton, uh, so to go there and just absolutely drill them, that, that was impressive. So congrats to SMU on the win. Earlier in that day, though, they did get a commitment from uh, Dallas Parish Episcopal defensive end Jaden Jones, who is uh, really well-liked on 24-7 sports. He's an 87 for us, so really, really high, highly thought of a three-star uh, prospect committed to SMU over Colorado, Kansas, North Texas, and Washington State. And this was a uh, pickup where I think you, if you're asking me, you saw the need for additional staying position players, and that's a position that they wanted to address. They wanted to see him, I think, play out his senior year, but they did enough research and you know got, I think, a lot of looks at him from from uh, you know the practice film and everything, and and obviously his verified athleticism and his verified size is terrific. So they went ahead and they offered in early September after he had announced his commitment date and they just did a great job getting him on a virtual visit bringing him on board uh to in this class i mean it, it was a really a group effort uh, for smu and uh so a good pickup here with Jaden jones i mean they really had to fight off kansas to get him uh, and of course there were other you know power five schools here in the mix so uh, a really good job by randall joiner uh, everybody involved on that one to get him on board and uh if you haven't uh check out our story with him as he opened up about why he committed SMU staying home uh, and, and all of the things he can do 
just here in Dallas uh, now that he's committed and, and going to be going to SMU. So another good commitment pushes SMU back up into the top 60 on the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. Uh, and now uh, we just continue to, to wait out guys like Braylon, Braylon Jackson, David Abiara, those decisions to come, um, and, uh, and Savion Bird, of course, and Duran Bradley, some of these other high-end targets that they're in on. Uh, that's kind of the waiting game right now. And uh, also some other offensive linemen. We'll see kind of how things go on that front. Now, uh, I think looking ahead, what I want to see out of SMU before they head into conference play, I think the biggest thing is you just want to continue to see better tackling. You want to continue to see improved effort and uh, and really put it all together and, and play a 60-minute game. And I think that's the good thing that SMU does a really good job of with this coaching staff is pushing these guys to not accept a 65-35 win as uh, a win. They'll enjoy it. They'll be happy about it. But there's still things to work on. As Sonny Dykes you know, mentioned offensively, they've got to continue to get their timing down in the passing game. Offensive line continues uh, to be an area where you want to see improvement. Justin Osborne stepped in at right guard and played great. I thought he was a huge piece to SMU just really settling in offensively. And then you you look on the defensive side of the ball and you just want to tackle better. You want to you want to force more pressures, get more sacks, uh, and and force more turnovers, and uh, just kind of build off that because Memphis has a good chance that they're they're you know, not going to end up they're they're going to have a month off between their first game and their second. So I'm sure they're working up a ton of things for SMU. It's a huge game, October third. It's two thirty Central Time in Ford Stadium. Got picked up uh, this week, so that was announced. That's good. Uh, middle of the day in the Texas heat. Who knows, maybe that'll help SMU a little bit, uh, depending on uh, if, if this kind of cold spell we've had uh, in the 80s uh, you know, moves on and, and it gets back to being hot a little bit uh, here soon. So we will talk a lot more about Memphis, though, uh, later on. Uh, of course, uh, this month, is, uh, preparations will soon start for that after the SFA game. But for now, we're going to get you guys out of here with this edition of the pod. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back later this week to preview SMU SFA. Appreciate all you guys listening, and thanks for leaving us a rating, a review, and hitting that subscribe button on the pod. Talk to you guys next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.